Leadership with Pastor Carlos will take you from being an ordinary leader to a passionate leader. Get ready, get ready, get ready. If you would like to learn more information about Pastor Carlos' ministry, please visit our website, ichurchoka.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Leadership with Pastor Carlos. Uh, we're excited that you're here. We're excited to be doing this again with you guys this month. Uh, I'm here with Pastor Carlos, and uh, we're going to dive into an awesome topic this month. Um, I hope you guys uh, caught the sneak peek and that brought you here. Um, if not, check out some more of our stuff. We're glad you're here. Hey, we're so happy you're here. This is Pastor Carlos, and I'm just excited to be able to be here again, sharing with you some information. Paul says that he doesn't believe he achieved it all, and I say the same thing. I don't believe I've achieved it all, but whatever I can help with, I want to help with. So I'm challenged every month by Mr. Nate. He challenges me with really borderline topics, and I think this is a good one for people out there because I think in leadership, we all have to make calls, but sometimes we don't know like exactly where do we pull the information to make that call. So I think you're going to like this one, all right? hope you enjoy it. Take some notes, jot it down, and follow up on our webpage later. So this uh, this podcast may uh, pull pull something out of me a little bit that uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous about because I couldn't remember where the information come from, came from that I got this. I couldn't remember if it was a Bible study that I heard Pastor do or if it was a sermon. So I'm going to say it was a sermon, and if it was a sermon, go online, listen to them, find it, and email it to me so I can listen to it again. But we're going to touch on um, intellectual leadership and wisdom-based leadership um, what does it mean for a leader to lead through intellect and to lead through wisdom? Um, first thing I got to do before I explain that is and give you an answer because I never give you a straight answer. I always have to give you more information than you're asking for. Um, there's a I I classify it in three different ways. I classify it in intellectual leadership, which is just you know you're being smart, intelligent. Then I classify wisdom. And wisdom, and I'll explain that in a minute, is another category which relates to intelligence. Then there's godly wisdom. So what I'm saying is I give three categories instead of two, and I normally counsel leaders that way. I normally tell them, listen, was that a brain decision? Was that a heart decision? Or was that a spirit decision? I make them pick one of the three. Because um, normally we will say that wisdom is a spiritual thing and intelligence isn't. Um, but I believe that there are a lot of wise people who necessarily don't have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of them, and they're really wise. You go to older folks, and their wisdom. Here's, here's how I explain the difference between intelligence and wisdom first. Um, the two common ones. Um, uh, some people say it's a dichotomy. I say it's a trichotomy, just like body, soul, spirit. Same thing. Look at this. If it's physical, if it's intelligence, it's more of a physical thing. It's more of a science um, and it's, it's, it's information you acquire, okay? Information you acquire. There are a lot of intelligent people. If you could acquire information, absorb information, a rapid amount of information in a short period of time, you tend to be intelligent in that area. Now, just because you're intelligent in that area doesn't mean you're intelligent in everything. It just means you're intelligent in that area. But if you're able to acquire information, data, download, you are intelligent there. Now, wisdom is not the, the acquisition of the, of the information, but rather the application of the information. How do I apply? How do I take what I learned in any given circumstance and know how to apply it? Okay, um, and a good, another a good way that, I don't know if it's a good way, but I hope it is a, a way to illustrate this is a sponge. 
a sponge, you, 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 there's water, you, you put it in the bucket of water and there's all this water, all this information and the sponge absorbs it, right? Mm-hmm. But how about when you pull the sponge out, where you apply that water with the sponge is going to be the wisdom. So intelligence is a sponge acquiring the water. Wisdom is a sponge applying the water. So it's one thing to acquire information. It's another thing to apply information. I know a lot of people that they got so much information in their brain, it's ridiculous. And way, way more intelligent than I am. And they have this, and they got all this data, and you sit there and you're amazed. But just because they have the data and they have the intelligence which is needed, it's not, it doesn't mean they're wise. Wise is, okay, now what do you do with that information you acquired? With all that's in your brain, how do you apply it? And that's wisdom. Uh, now, when I say spiritual wisdom, it's a whole different thing. Spiritual wisdom is when you are able in your spirit connected to God. Now, to those who are in the regular secular world listening to this podcast, and you may say, well, I don't need to do that in my work. Well, if you have God in you, you you can use that even in your secular world because you tap in to know the will of God. And if you know the will of God, then it changes. There's a Bible verse I'm going to share with you. It's in, um, for those jotting down, um, this Bible verse is in First Colossians chapter 19. It says, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, this is what Paul says, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with knowledge So he's asking for intelligence of his will. I want you to have intelligence, information of what his will is. Pastor, how do I get the information of what God wants me to do at work, at this bank? What does God want me to do as a manager? What does God want me to do as, as a ministry leader? Well, you acquire the information of, okay, God, why did you put me here? Okay, and now I take that information and I apply it. And this is through all his wisdom and understanding of the spirit. So what I'm saying is that any person could be intelligent. Most people that are intelligent can acquire wisdom, but they don't, they don't all do. People who acquire wisdom tend to acquire intelligence. Now, spiritual wisdom, that's a whole different basis. That's when you're going to God for answers and you're relying on the Spirit to reveal to you what is and what is not. Nice. Um, going with that, in a leadership role, um, there may be some folks out there that that are, are looking at it and saying, okay, well, I've got intellect and uh, I kind of lack on the wisdom side. Is there a time as a leader where I should just act on my intellect and, and kind of leave wisdom to the side or vice versa? Should I always act on wisdom, the wisdom that I've gained as a leader and, and not so much on intellect? How do you see that? Look, there's this, there's this book called The Power of Habit and um, and the, the book of Power of Habit, I'm not recommending it, even though I think it's it's got good stuff in it. But the power of habit says that they did this survey and they realized that 40 to 45% of what you did today, Nate, you did it out of habit. 40 to 45% of all your activities were a habit. You got up, brush your teeth, habit. You got up, sat in your car, habit. You went to work, habit. You never applied intelligence in the process. But at one point, you had to acquire intelligence to know how to do it. Because if nobody, if you never acquired the information how to brush your teeth, you wouldn't have brushed your teeth. So what I'm saying is you acquired information at some point and that information you're applying it. Now you're going to say, what, the question you're asking is, is there, are there moments that a leader will use intelligence and not wisdom? Mm-hmm. The leader is always going to use intelligence and leave out wisdom a whole bunch of times. Now should he is a whole different question. Okay, We use intelligence and we need intelligence because if, if I don't use intelligence, that means I'm not learning on my past information. The best decisions that a leader will make 
are going to be based with the experience he has. And experience is information. So the more you learn, that's why the Bible says um, um, to respect and, and wisdom is wisdom there are in white, great or great hair men. It says the Bible. Why? Because there, there's life gives you experiences and experiences gives you wisdom. Now, it doesn't mean you have spiritual wisdom. It just means you have wisdom. Now, at that point, the question is, should a leader be able to make a decision based on his intelligence only? My answer would be no. A leader should not do that. Do we do that? Yes, all the time, all the time. And normally, you do that because you didn't take the time out to reflect. You got in your car, you stepped in your car, you're in your car, you went off to work, you're on your way to work, you're the leader of your home, your wife is depending on you. You got in the car, you did the routine, you stopped, you picked up the milk because she told you to pick up the milk. You knew it. It's just information. You're, it's a habit. It's a power of habit and information, intelligence you've acquired. You know how to buy milk. So you went and you bought milk. Now, you didn't apply wisdom in the process. Did I buy the right milk? Was it the best buy? Did it, was it good for timing purposes? Did I know if there was something else needed? All that is going to be wisdom because you're going to say, okay, I know how to make it to the supermarket. I know how to buy the milk. But now the question is... Did I think this through to know what was the best thing to do? And that's the difference between great leaders and good leaders. Great leaders will stop constantly. And I'm guilty of not doing that all the time. Stop and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before I apply my intelligence, let me think this through. I, I said before, and I want to, and, and, and this, this is something that everybody should jot down. Wisdom in my definition, is going to be the application of the information that you've acquired in any given circumstance. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. I want you to tell me one area that you think, you say, I'm not saying I'm a guru in it, but I have information. Let's just do a trial run here. Tell me something that you say, I think I have a lot of information in this. I studied this at some point, or I learned this, or I acquired this information in my life. Tell me something. Emergency services. Emergency services. Now, you got the information there, right? Tell me something, one of the informations that you learned in emergency services. Oh, goodness. That's a lot. Um, Just give me one process that's pretty generic to everybody. They, they okay. should teach it to everybody there. CPR. CPR. Perfect. So now you have a procedure of intelligence of CPR, right? Now watch this. The same concepts that you know of CPR, that you learned information, intelligence, how do you apply it in wisdom? You say, well... When somebody is choking, I guess I have to go over and give them breath, air to, breath to mouth, mouth to mouth, whatever. I got to do the CPR procedure. Now take that same information and apply it in another circumstance that has nothing to do with CPR. I want you to think for this. And we're going to do this exercise. I'm putting you on the spot because it's not practice. <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh, I want you to apply this concept. I want you to think about this. CPR. Think about the procedure. Think about the process. Think about something they told you. What's the first step? But what's the second step? But what do you do? And then I want you to take that and I'm going to illustrate it in another scenario that has nothing to do with CPR. So you use wisdom. To use your intelligence becomes wisdom and you apply it. Give me in the procedure of CPR, tell me some basic things that everybody should know when they're going to apply CPR. Check to see if they're breathing. What? Check to see if the person's breathing. Check to see if they're breathing. Now, you're at home, you're sitting there, you're a leader at your company, and somebody's there doing the job, and they're repeating the job, and they're going step by step, and they're building something, right? Did you, and you told them, listen, I need you to get this item A to, to destination B through the belt, whatever. Did you ever check to stop and see if they were breathing? And you say, well, what do you mean that I check to see if they were going to go over and pound their heart or something like that? No. Did you realize in the process as a leader that they're human beings? 
did you stop and apply and say, they're stuck. They're not producing. Did you ask yourself, why are they not producing? Maybe they're not producing because there's something that's hindering their production. So you stop and you think about it. The normal tendency of managers and supervisors and ministry leaders is go, 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 go. No production, no production. But we never stop to see if they were breathing. Some people are around you, but are they breathing? Are they thinking? Are they well? Are they choking on something? Is something in life really bothering them? That maybe just five minutes of your time would have removed that obstacle, that, 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 that thing that was impeding their breathing flow. What was it? And you were the leader to be able to break that, to make that productivity, but you didn't because you didn't take the time. All you thought about was, all you thought about was, was let, me, let me get them back to breathe. But you never thought about why are they not breathing? See, so that's where intelligence, information becomes wisdom because now what you learn, you're applying it in any given circumstance. And when you're able to apply something in any given circumstance, your leadership switched from intelligent to, to wise. And I'm not saying intelligence isn't needed in leadership. Oh, you need intelligence. I once heard T.D. Jakes, a great preacher, say, if you don't read, you can't lead. And I believe we have to acquire information. I believe that's. The, I believe that actually one of the biggest factors that we don't have more leaders in our community is because people are not learning on it. They won't lead, listen to leadership podcasts. They won't pick up a book. They won't. You know. So we're digesting, and that's why this podcast is so awesome because you get it digested off everything I read. I'm chewing it up and giving it out to you guys, and you guys get it really quick, and you're able to not jot this down. This really pushes you. Okay, but that's 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 what I would say. The difference between. Having the knowledge and applying the knowledge. Intelligence versus wisdom. And then when you take it to spiritual wisdom, then you're looking at the person on the production line. You say, now, wait a minute. God, why did you put me in this person's life? What's your will? Why did, why did you put this idiot that can't produce in front of me that's driving me crazy and messing up my production? Why? You start thinking about it and you learn your God-given purpose. And when you find out God's will for you, then you take your knowledge, Colossians 1.9, and you take the information, you apply it to a practical scenario, circumstance, now it's wisdom, and then you apply it in a spiritual way. Now you killed it on all three phases. Yeah. Yeah, that was completely not scripted because my mind is absolutely blown from that. I mean, that was such an amazing example of how that works. Um, we're going to touch, uh, leading into one of the last questions here, um, looking at, we've talked about intellectual leadership and, and wisdom-based leadership. Uh, maybe just uh, touch on us, uh, for us a little bit, um, just uh the negatives of, of leaning heavily just on our, our intellect as a leader or finding those moments where we're leaning heavy on the wisdom side and not pulling in our, our intellect. Um, what are some negatives uh, from a leadership standpoint in doing it? Because I'm a pastor, I'm going to give you some two biblical verses. One of them is Proverbs 3, 5. If you only use your gut feeling, that, and that's intellect, you know, I mean, that, that's, 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 I'm sorry, your gut feeling is not intellect. Your gut feeling many times is wisdom. Mm-hmm. If you only use that and you don't use intelligence, look what Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So, so if people want to say cop out, mm-hmm. and religious people do that a lot, we cop out. And we say, um, well, that's what the Lord's leading me to. Right. I, I remember one guy, and I'm not going to mention his name, but this one guy, he was a leader, and he, he in a church organization, 
and in an educational system. He worked in, in, in I, can't, I can't mention the school, but he worked for a school. And I remember him saying, um, I'm not going to pay my rent. And I said, and he has his kids and a wife. I said, why not? He's because God's going to provide. I got this gut feeling. I just, I just know, I trust the Lord with all my I'm not paying my rent. So he got an eviction notice. And we got the eviction notice. He, he, I, I go up and he says, hey, I got an eviction notice. I said, what are you going to do now? He says, I'm going to trust God because God's going to pay this rent. And everybody was saying, that's faith. That's faith. To me, that's just plain stupid. <laughs> because if, 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 imagine every human being stayed home and said, I'm just going to trust the Lord for this. And the, Lord was, the Lord's going to say, okay, let me take your legs away. Let me take your arms away. Let me take your eyes away. Because if you're not going to produce anything with what I gave you, then why would I keep on providing? So I, what I'm saying is that because we have lack of knowledge, we don't because people don't want to get educated, we lack leadership. And that's when you, when you just rely on your wisdom. Does that make sense? But then on the other end, Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Now, and what it's saying is you got to be careful. You don't become prideful here. Just lean on your own understanding. Well, I'm smart enough. And I hear that all the time. I once heard one of the best um, leadership teachers that I know, Andy Stanley um, from North Point, And you guys can hear his podcast. It's way better than ours. It just kills it. Um, Andy Stanley has a podcast. And he says that every time he walks into a room, he likes. He always reminds himself, I'm not the smartest man in the room. I'm not the smartest man in the room. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, I've adopted that phrase and I stole it from him. But I just gave him credit for it so I could keep on repeating it. I walk into a room and I say, I'm not the smartest person in the room. I sit here now teaching this lesson. And I honestly, honestly, I sit here and, and I feel that giving you the illustration of your CPR taught me. So I walk out of here and I say, hey, Nate taught me. And you could sit there and say, I didn't teach you anything. Well, you taught me that the first thing you do when somebody's choking, one of the fundamentals is make sure they're breathing. And I thought in my mind, wow, how many times do I walk by people and I don't think they're breathing? So what I'm saying is I don't lean on my understanding. I know that people around me know as much as I do in other areas or even more. So I learn bilateral. I learn from them. They become colleagues. I don't see anybody superior to me. I see them equal to me. So I want to learn. And where I'm weak and this person strong if we come together we kill it baby we kill it mm-hmm. but i need to not lean on my own understanding and there's a lot of pride there and it's funny because in the business realm you'll see it less i i i work a lot in the business realm and when i work with business people they, they don't they don't do that they're like hey you see bankers and they sit next to you like, yeah so what are you doing we're gonna do this oh i'm doing this oh that's cool i'm gonna take that with me okay okay then i walk into the church realm and you see two pastors together or two leaders or two ministry leaders together right one from one campus another one from another campus or one from and, and he goes he goes hey well i'm doing this well i'm doing this well i don't care what you're and it's just there's it's almost like they're fighting each other to prove who knows more and that kills us because then they're leaning on their own they're working only on it based on intelligence And if, and if they think they're the smartest person in the room, then they got something coming to them because they're leaning on their own understanding. Right now, if you're listening to this and you're making decisions where you're making decisions, wherever it is, at home, at, at work, in your marriage, and you think you got it down packed and somebody gave you an opinion and you came out and said, well, I don't need that opinion because I have experience. I've, I've got so many years under my belt. I got so much. You're a fool. You're full. Your intelligence is going to destroy you because you have all this information, but somebody out there could have pushed you into wisdom if you would have listened to them for a second. So that's that's the danger of leaning only on your intelligence and not wanting godly wisdom because intelligence will only take you so far. Wisdom is so much more powerful. If you could combine both, oh man, you, you, you nailed it. And I'm going to shoot from the hip on the this last question just to pick your brain a little bit. Um, 
and to give a couple examples uh, for our listeners, um, you know, maybe they're biblical. Uh, you know, if they're not biblical, don't use any names, of course. But um, maybe some examples of, of biblical characters who, or uh, companies, or, or things like that that you know of that leaned really heavy on on the wisdom and it went south, or it leaned really heavy on the intellect and it went south, and then how that turned out. Um, are there any examples that come to your mind of, um, hey man, this just really stuck out to me, and this is kind of how it went? Yeah, I'll mention two of them if I remember the second one well. The first one I'm going to quote it, and I might be wrong on all the data on this, but it's pretty cool because it impacted my life. Jim Collins on his book, Good to Great. Um, it's a business book. It has nothing to do with church. Um, it's one of the, every leader should read Jim Collins, Good to Great, but it's not an easy read. You got to really sit through it because it's all business oriented. If you're in the church world, if you're in the business world, you're going to love it. But um, Jim Collins on his, on his book, Good to Great, talks about the head, 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 head hog effect and I just messed that up, but okay. But I, I read the book. And here it is on that book. Um, Jim Collins um, mentions something really important. He mentions an illustration of Walgreens. And today, Walgreens is very familiar to us in most countries. Um, you travel and these people are killing it. But what very few people know was that at one, at one moment, Walgreens was going to go bankrupt. And, and an introverted man walked into the building. And, and um, he saw how intelligent the company was. If I'm not mistaken, I, I could be wrong here, but they were selling ice cream. They had an ice cream bar, and they had blah, 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 blah. He sat down, and intelligence showed him that they were the new slash department store. This, this guy, this way back in the day, way before Walmart, way before. And, and he sat there, and he realized that that was working, but it wasn't applicable. Mm. He could... What, they were selling the ice cream, but was it their forte? Was it their strength to have an ice cream bar? Was it their strength to do? So he went back and he changed it from, from information on statistics. He switched it over to a purposeful company. And Walgreens blew up. Why? Because he went from this non, not just information data, statistics. He went from that to what he believed was going to a product he believed in. So when he believed in his product, it changed the whole company. Wisdom will always be based on a heart feeling and a spirit feeling of what you really believe in. You know, what is real to you. In our organization here in the church, um, I'll give you a great example of that also. Um, I've, I've been pastoring for 27 years. I was doing the math this morning. 27 years I've been in ministry. Um, as a youth pastor, I really only count 22 of them, but I've been doing it for 27 years. And um, he, why do I only count 22? Because the other years were based on my intelligence. I was a businessman, and I thought I could run church like a business, and only a business. Now, contrary to most pastors that want to run a church and have no business, that won't work. Church has got to run like a business. It's got a bank account, and you have to administrate it, even if they get upset at me. You have to. That's our lack. But my thing was that I was, I was just a witty kid. You know, and I had all the, I had all the data, I had all the information, I knew what I was doing, I had this sucker by the horn, you know, I had it, and the church wouldn't grow, the organization wouldn't grow. Then I switched it over, and I remember breaking down before God and saying, God, leave me. And he said, step aside, and I stepped aside. I remember being at the altar preaching and hearing God tell me in the spirit, sit, and I, and I, could, I heard him sit. So what, what I did was, in my own intelligence, you know what I did? The next week, I didn't preach. I got somebody else up to preach. And, and, and I kept on feeling that emptiness. 
Three weeks went by, Nate, and three weeks later, I'm sitting in the front row, and the church is there, and it's, that was right before our boom. We were about to move into a tent and have an incredible revival. The church was about to go from, from about 200 people to over 800 overnight, and it was going to happen all, all of a sudden. And I remember sitting in the front row, and, but just something wasn't right. I didn't know what it was. And then, because I was using my intelligence. My intelligence said sit, so information said sit, so I sat down. What God was really telling me when I went into prayer, and instead of intelligence, I reacted to it. I applied it to the circumstance. I realized that I was spending, I was up on the altar trying to move around so much and impress so many people. God was telling me, be still. Can't, there's nothing wrong with preaching and moving around. That's just my personality. But he said, can you preach still also? And he taught me that I, was, I, was, I wasn't just a preacher, I was a teacher. And then after that, for the next month, I took a stool and I preached from a stool on the altar while I stood still. And I learned that wisdom was way more powerful than intellect at that point. Man, thank you for that. Uh, just, you know, that does this pop into my mind? Hey, ask this and, and see what we get. So that's a great question. Yeah, that's a really good question. Man. Uh, Thank you, Pastor, for uh, hanging out with us a little bit this afternoon and, and diving into this uh, awesome topic of intellectual leadership and wisdom-based leadership and, and even bringing in the third, which I loved, is, is remembering, hey, there's spiritual wisdom as well and, and spiritual leadership. Um, thank you guys for joining us uh, this week, and we're excited uh, for you guys to hear this. And uh, please check out some of our other podcasts. That's right. We thank you for being with us. And remember, I kindly ask you to go to our Facebook page or our webpage. And if you've enjoyed this or has been any benefit to your life, share it with somebody. Remember to give a like because every time you give a like, every time you give a share, it really helps spread the word. And it makes our moment here really worth the while to know that other people are actually getting something out of this. I don't expect you to learn a lot from me, but if you pick something up from me, please share it, like it, let us know you're listening. We appreciate it. And God bless you. Love you guys.